Hello and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm Paul Salerno, the creator and host of the show, and this is another edition of Talk Radio. Today is Monday, December 7th, and our theme today is going to be Monday Morning Quarterback. Yes, it's that time to play the play the role of let's look and see what happened and now tell you why it happened. That's what we do on Monday Morning Quarterback. Kind of fun. Uh, new work week. We are in the holiday season. Happy holidays to everybody. A lot of exciting football yesterday. We are going to cover those games. And as it turns out, we've got two games today. But first, it is Monday, so we think. Monday, and for those that don't like Monday, tell me why. Tell me why you don't like Monday. Um, the New York Jets, they probably don't like Monday. San Diego Chargers, they don't like Monday. But Monday's here, and we are going to play some Monday morning quarterback. Very exciting. Okay, now have you been to the website lately? I have uh, updated the Raider Nation page after that crash landing by the Jets yesterday, so check that out. That's at uh, sportscomedyshow.net slash Raiders. Um, also, the funny football briefs are out there, and we also have a Buffalo Bills or Bills Mafia page there we're checking out. Let's get started. Let's do a little sports recap. Let's look at some of these games, and then we've got two games today and one game tomorrow, and I'm going to give you a pick on um, today's game. And uh, on tomorrow's game as well. Now, speaking of picks, let's start with that five-star pick. Hit the five-star yesterday. The Saints were the five-star pick. Now nine and four on the year. That's not bad. And that's against the spread. Nine and four. So that five-star pick is uh, has become a big thing. Um, keep in mind that I pick those games as the week goes on, and and, and I and I make sure that I do a Sunday game. And, but I even love one of these games here on the um, Monday or Tuesday that I would have made a five-star pick, but I keep the five-star on the Sunday. So uh, that just makes the pick I have for the tonight's or tomorrow's game even a little more exciting. So let's get started and take a look. And we're going to get started with that Raider game. Um, for those who watched or saw, I'm sure everybody's heard by now, it happened once again, and that was that the... Jets, they just don't know how to win, and and they lose, and when they lose, they lose. Well, they most of the time they lose ugly, but this time they didn't lose ugly. They they waited to the very end. They made it very suspenseful, um, as well the Raiders made it very suspenseful to win. And when they do that, it makes for a good game. So what happened was the Raiders had to go to the very end, and they had to rely on the Hail Mary. And when the Hail Mary came, they finally got it. And they left everybody saying this right here. Yes, it's true, it was. Oh, 
miracle, and uh, who better than the New York Jets to give them that miracle that they did on the final play of the game. The Raiders throw up the Hail Mary, the, and the Jets um, don't have an answer, or the football gods were shining down on the Raiders, however you want to look at it. And uh, they catch the, the, the long bomb, the, the <clears throat> uh, Derek Carr, uh, Henry Ruggs III, in the end zone, and the Raiders uh, walk out of there with a 31 to 28 victory. Big win for the Raiders. If you remember on Friday, I talked about that game, and what did I say? I said the Raiders need to win. It was their biggest game of the year, and they damn near lost. And the point I made then that I'm going to make now: it doesn't matter if they win by one point or 20 points. They need a win, and that they got. And it was the hail mary at the very end. The Jets, I just don't understand them. I don't understand what they're doing. And sure enough, the announcers caught on to what was going through my mind right after it happened. And um, that was, how could you not be in the defensive back or mode? How can you not have three or four, the linebackers back, the safeties all back in the preventive mode? They weren't. They just thought it was another play because they are the New York Jets. And this is what happens when you're dealing with the Jets. They're just, they, they don't understand the game of football. I think they just want to fly like a, a big old jet airliner. And when that big old jet, jet airliner flies, sometimes it crashes, sometimes it burns. And quite frankly, it's crashed and burned 12 times so far this year. Don't know if they're going to get on the wing board. Uh, people are saying they're just at this point, let's tank the season, get that first round draft pick. I, I don't like to see that type of thing. But um, the, the, the serious question has to be how much more can the Jets take of Adam Gass? Inside talk is he's going to finish the year. And I guess if you fire him, then what are you going to do? Are you going to bring in an interim coach? Well, Detroit did, and they won. But it's clear the Jets don't want to win a game. And um, when you've got bad, bad coaching decisions like that, you're not going to win a game. So... They've opened up the door for the Raiders. Raiders win that one. The big old jet airliner crashes hard. Burn on the last play of the game. Give it to the Raiders. Raiders win that 131-28. Thank you, Steve Miller. Wanted to catch a little jet, jet airliner for the Jets. We're going to move on. Saints, 21. Falcons, 16. That was the five-star pick of the week, was the Saints. They did hold on. Matt Ryan looks better and better every week, although he just simply could not find... The uh, end zone for that final touchdown that would have gave them the lead or the win. Um, Saints, Tays uh, Taysom Hill, good quarterback. Question here is going to be what happens when Drew Brees comes back and we does back. I mean, he's still going to 
Um, Drew Brees is still going to be the starting quarterback, but this gives the Saints a lot of momentum and a lot of leverage when you got a, a second-string quarterback as good as Taysom Hill. Very excited for him. Saints are uh, now 10-2, and two, probably the best team in the NFC. Well, they're one of the two best teams in the NFC, and they've made it clear that they're 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 going to win their division. Um, Tampa Bay is not going to um, is not going to be able to catch up to them. At any rate, it, the big name the big names came through again. Alvin Kamara he finds the end zone has 88 yards. And, you know, even Taysom Hill ran the ball for 83 yards. So that's how diversified they are. Plus he threw for um, two more TDs. Latavius Murray finally got in the mix. Um, Michael Thomas, he didn't find the end zone, but still he had 105 yards and does what he does best, run the ball. He's uh, after after the catch receiving yards, he, he's that open field runner. He just sprints like hell, so good for him. Um, Atlanta, playing for pride, made a game out of it. You, you got to give Atlanta credit. They made a game out of it. They did score in the fourth to try to, you know, stay in, stay tough in this one, but didn't happen. Saints 21 to 16. They go marching on. Five star pick was in the bank on that one. Let's take a look at Bengals and Dolphins. Now in this game here, Dolphins uh, were, were a big favorite, and everybody expected the Dolphins to roll, and they did. It was a low-scoring game, but they did do that. They did what they needed to stay in pace in the in the uh, the race for the uh, wild card. Um, they are, believe it or not, right now in on the inside of the wild card race. So good for them. Needed to win. Tough for Cincinnati. We all know they lost their quarterback, um, Joe Burrow, a week or two ago. So they're um, they, they're just trying to finish the season here. Dolphins at home, 17-9. Tua started the game. Not sure if he finished the game. He didn't look all that sharp, to be honest. Let's see if he uh, did. I can't recall if they brought in Fitz or not. Um, no, the Tua went the whole game. Did get uh, 296 yards and a TD. At least he didn't get sacked. It was just one of those low-scoring games. In, in Miami is the defensive-orientated team, so good for them. Um, on the other side, Brandon Allen is now quarterbacking, and um, he did throw for a TD. He took five sacks, and that's goes to, and that's just a key, uh, you know a sign of how good the Dolphins' defense is. They win there. Good for them. Let's go to uh, Houston, where we had the Colts. The Colts came into Houston. Colts. Walk away with this one, 26-20. On Friday, I said, you know, the, keep an eye on this one. This game could be closer than we think. And um, the Texans, who've been playing good ball, I thought they might have had a chance of playing the be a sleeper and have a chance of winning. Key here was Indianapolis. who had a couple big names back on defense. And um, what a difference it is when you get a couple of those big names. I, I forgot who they were, but there were two or three, two or three star players on their defense. And their defense really put uh, Houston into check. Um, they sacked Deshaun Watson five times. That's a hell of a lot. And when you're dealing with somebody like Deshaun Watson who can scramble and run and run sideways extremely well to sack him five times, that just goes to show you how strong your, uh, your, your front line there is. And, and I think that may have been the difference in the game. Phillip Rivers, well, he didn't throw any interceptions. And so, you know, I've always... I keep saying as the season gets gets um, 
as we go deeper and deeper into the season, Phillip Rivers becomes tired and, and makes more mistakes. He didn't make them yesterday. So good for him. He, he took his sacks. He got sacked three times, and that's okay. Take your sacks. Don't turn the ball over. He did throw for two TDs. And Indy, they win the game, and they're going to stay in the driver's seat um, in their division. Um, they're going to be, that's in the AFC, in the AFC South. That They're actually still tied with Tennessee because Tennessee lost in Cleveland. And so now they're both tied. Uh, they're tied because Tennessee did have a game lead. This is a, that, this was a big week for the Colts. Um, one of those two teams is obviously going to win the division. The other one's probably going to make the wild card spot. Wednesday, we're going to talk more about the um, wild card possibilities because we're now getting to the point in the season where there's only uh, four games left, so we can start looking at the pitchers as they materialize. Good win for Indy. Houston's their little two-game streak has uh, come to an end. Let's move on. Ah, let's go to the upset of the day. And there was an upset. And that came in the home in Seattle. Seattle was a big favorite, expecting to roll against the Giants. Giants come out of that NFC East, a division that everybody hates, or everybody loves to hate. Um, but uh, Giants came in, and it was they, they played good ball. I watched this game. And um, you could tell early, even when um, it, the score was 5 nothing, Seattle at half, but on a low-scoring game like that, and a low-scoring game like that, it was very close. And you could tell early, Seattle's offense was not there. Their offense looked terrible. Um, Russell Wilson, it's just one of those games where nothing worked for them. And you could see that everything was working for the Giants. And sure enough, they caught on in the fourth, in the third quarter with two touchdowns and then took a lead. And um, even going late in the game, Seattle had a chance, but it was just clear that there wasn't going to be any magic in this game. And it was um, the Giants' defense stuck up, stood up. They they sacked Russell Wilson five times, and to sack him five times, that's just as big of a miracle as sacking um, Deshaun Watson five times. I mean, Russell Wilson loves to scramble. He goes sideways, he goes laterally, forward, backwards. He goes every which way but loose. But they sacked him five times. He wasn't able to get out of the pocket. That's the key. If you're not able to get out of the pocket, then you're going to take your hit in the pocket. Gave up an interception. Um, big story on the other side. The Giants went with Colt McCoy. He finds the end zone. And he's uh, now going to, you know, Daniel, uh, their other quarterback, Daniel Reynolds, was out. So we don't know who's going to go forward here. But Colt McCoy came in and uh, did good work. And then on the running game, Wayne Gellman Jr., 135 yards, 16 carries. He found holes. And he exploited Seattle's defense. And everybody does say Seattle's defense not that great. And, well, they showed why, giving up that many yards uh, on the run. Plus, Alfred Morris had 39 yards. So, almost 200 yards in rushing for the Giants. Uh, big game for them. And the Giants now, um, in the NFC East, the division everybody likes, has now got that one-game lead. Washington has a game today. We're going to talk about that one in a minute. So, good for them on that one. Then there was another game that just simply didn't go the way the Chargers were hoping to. 
and the Chargers hosted the Patriots here at home, and, and a lot of people like the Patriots, and maybe even the Sharps were on the Patriots. Uh, my fear, or before the game, the reason I didn't post or hype this game up was um, uh, the Chargers were at home in the new SoFi Stadium where they got a good record, and um, I thought they could play better ball at home. I, I am aware that the Chargers aren't that good of a team, and um, if they're just relying on, uh, on, on, on their quarterback, on Herbert, um, that's usually not going to fare well. This game was just ugly. Yes, it was. It was uh, 45-0 chart. Um, Patriots, talk about everything that can go right. Everything went right for the Patriots, and then talk about everything that can go wrong. The Chargers, they get um, they had a block punt in the end zone. The uh, offense couldn't get going. By It was 7 nothing in the first, and then New England just poured it on in the second. And it was 28 to nothing at half. And by that time, the game was over. They cruised in the third and fourth quarter. Um, special teams came up big for the Patriots. They ran one back. Um, that that was it was a seven nothing. Once they ran that one back, you could kind of sense, uh oh, this game could uh, start to get ugly, uh, and, and it did. Justin Herbert wasn't able to to make any type of comeback. As big as the numbers were. Um, on the scoreboard, the numbers weren't so big on the offensive machine. Cam Newton uh, only got 69 yards. He did throw for a TD, but um, they did bring in uh, Jared Stidham just because it was the game was so lopsided, and he got a little um, playing time, 61 yards in the TD. It was just it was the special teams, and it was the big plays. And it was just uh, a control the ball, and um, let's we. It's embarrassing. Let's take it and move on. That's what they did. People are thinking or saying the Patriots. They're keeping an eye on them. They're still alive. Well, mathematically, they're not eliminated, um, but they're not alive. The Giants. I was like I said. I was hoping they were going to do a little bit better at home. They didn't. Not the Giants. The Chargers. Big loss for the Chargers. Big win for the Pats. Exciting stuff there. What do you say we take a look at some of these games tonight? Because we do got a cup. We've got two games tonight. One of them's going to be this afternoon. And I'm excited about this one because we got the Washington football team. Football team. What a hell of a name is that? We're talking about the no-namers. That's what I call them. The Washington no-namers. They're going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh 11-0. Can they stay undefeated? They're going to need to stay undefeated if because um, Kansas City is going to be right on their tail if you lose. And um, the problem here is Big Ben is um, not going to be playing. That's going to change the complexion. Not to mention the fact that Washington has won two in a row, the last three of five. Their, uh, Alex Smith is now running the show. He's looking good. Terry McLaurin, even though he may be a little injured, I believe he's still going to be playing. The running game, Antonio Gibson, like uh, Antonio Gibson. I, I look for a close game. I really do. I, the, there was a big spread early. The spreads come down. Um, I, I think this is going to be a fun game. Pittsburgh at home finds a way to win. The real question is, can they do it without Ben? And that's really what this game is going to get down to. I look for Washington. If they, I would not be surprised if they... Rolling upset. I certainly like the the Washington in this one. This is going to be your early game. This is going to be a two o'clock game. So for those that can uh, 
uh, clue into some early football. That's on the Pacific Coast. For all my fans based back there on the East Coast, that's a 5 o'clock start. So you can get off work and uh, get your uh, happy hour in and get right into some Monday night football. Then we have another game. Um, there's, like I said, there's going to be two games um, today. So the other one is Buffalo at San Francisco. So this game, actually it's not in Frisco, it's in Arizona. Uh, sadly, Northern California shut down due to COVID. So they're going to play in Arizona. Everybody is aware that I guess they've had these conversations before or early in the pandemic that Frisco would, if something like this happened, their contingency stadium or plan was to go to Arizona. So that's what they're going to do. Buffalo 8-3. Frisco 5-6. and six. Love Buffalo, this one. Remember how I talked about I got a little Monday, a little Monday action for you? This is the game right here. Don't understand the spread because it started off as Buffalo, uh, a small favorite, and then it's flipped to San Francisco. This is what's normally known as a trap, a bookie trap, or it could be a trap. I don't see the trap here. I don't understand the logic. Um, I, I just think Buffalo is simply a better team. I look for them to roll. Uh, Josh Allen is going to control the ball offensively. He's going to make big plays to Stephen Diggs. They're going to find the end zone. Singletary will run the ball. He might not. He might not have the greatest games because with him it's hit or miss. Um, the the key is is going to be Buffalo defense. Is because Nick Mullins is finally coming around, and uh, will he be able to stop uh, Raheem Mostart? Uh, I think they do. I just think they're on a different level. The reason I think maybe the line went the wrong way is because the Niners had a good win last week against the Rams. And that is a statement because the Rams are a, a good team. And uh, the Niners offense um, came up with some big points against a good defense. So the question is, is Frisco coming around? I don't think so. There's still too many injuries. Kittle's still gone. Um, Jimmy G's still gone. Half that front line's still gone. Buffalo is relatively healthy. There's no, there's not many COVID issues. I don't understand why the line is this way. It's considered a home game for the Frisco, although it's in Arizona. Love this one. Love the Bills um, to, to stay in first place. That's going to be your Monday morning uh, pick right there. It's going to be your Buffalo Bills tonight. Okay, guys. That's going to be it. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Don't run out the door so fast. Because we even got a game tomorrow. We have, there's one more game. The schedule's been so whacked. We've got one more game, and that's tomorrow. We've got Dallas at Baltimore. Um, Baltimore needs to hate. Baltimore needs this one in the worst way, and they're a good size favorite to stay, to stay in the race. Uh, I like Baltimore here. I, I, I don't. I think it's going to be a closer game than people think because Dallas, believe it or not, they're still in a race too, although they've got nothing. Um, can Andy Dalton have a good game, I guess, is the best way to look at it. And um, I think the real question is, is how long before everybody leaves Jerry Jones alone in the press box? He'll start off with 10 or his groupie of 10 people by him at the beginning, and usually by halftime he's there all by himself. That's the, I think that's the, that's the funnest part of watching Cowboy football. So... Like uh, like Baltimore at home, we're going to keep this one simple. Um, they just got too much offense and too much going. They need to win this. Dallas is uh, too little, too late. Uh, I don't see anything special happening there on their side of the ball. All right, we're going to leave it at that, guys. That is your Monday morning quarterback. It's kind of fun to start off there. And um, 
and uh, put some music to some of those games from yesterday. I am Paul, the creator and host of the show. I'll catch you on Wednesday, and on Wednesday we're going to go ahead and um, look at the playoff races and uh, see who uh, we like for the playoffs. Thanks a lot, and have a good day.